0: I thank you for standing, remain standing. I want to take our attention to uh, the book of Acts, uh, verse t- or chapter 28. <laughs> chapter 28, I'm going to loosen my tie here, hopefully that n- indicates something. <laughs> Acts 28, <clears throat> verse 1, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. I'll pause there. That The way it says there in the King James Version, they showed us no little kindness, kind of sounds like they weren't being kind. But it's the opposite. They, were, they seen them in their struggle. They saw the weather, and they decided, let's build them a welcome fire. Yeah. So verse 3, And when Paul had gathered bundle of sticks... And laid them on the fire. There came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or have fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. Verse 7. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed. I, I'm going to do my best to preach to you a thought that God gave me, and I'm going to title it, The Truth by the Fire. The Truth by the Fire. I apologize if you're here, if you 11 o'clock and you missed out on my 4th of July lesson uh, this is not a 4th of July lesson you missed out but I do believe that God's in this word today and uh, I, I'm, I believe that there's truth by the fire and we're going to talk about that I'm going to ask you if you would just bow your heads with me God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the, wow, powerful presence we felt in worship. Thank you for blessing us as we did our best to bless you. I pray right now that you speak to us, that you strengthen us, that you give us, oh, Lord, the help that we desperately need right now. I pray, help me, Lord, your preacher today. I thank you, God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Clap your hands to God. Would you just thank God just for a little bit more? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. High five somebody before you're seated. Praise God. First impressions are always amusing to me. I have some first impressions that I probably have solidified in my memory. I'm sure you have some first impressions about me. Some of those are probably kept, some of those may have changed. First impressions about your associate pastor that I had was who is this guy coming to steal Hannah? <laughs> now at the time, he was trying to just be a friend. I just didn't trust his friendship. I kept my eye on him. He had different type of hair. He had a NASCAR jacket. He immediately thought he was in a gang. Immediately. immediately. <laughs> I thought to myself, oh boy, poor Hanna." Hopefully, I can influence Hannah as she is away from her home church and try to lead her the best I can. That was my first impression of Brother Mattman. But as I got to know Brother Mattman, he began to wear me down, began to show me that he is a really good dude. And I remember my first impressions I think we've had this I was super corny, and I don't think that's changed. I think that's the same. <clears throat> I'm consistent. I, I, some of you just raised, just nodded your head, like <laughs> affirm that that's a little it hurt, hurt my feelings a little bit. But, you know, Jesus had the same deal. He, can you think about the many times he came across people and people had a certain impression about him and a, a certain way of looking at him that changed over time. The Bible says that when Jesus came to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, that this woman actually speaks of the impression that she has in verse 9. She says, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Immediately, this woman's first impression of Jesus is a negative one. It's one that's shut off and one that. That is surprising because this Jew is speaking to this Samaritan. We also see that when Jesus is ministering in his hometown, we see that his hometown crew, the old neighborhood, have some long-lasting first impressions. The Bible says in Mark 6, in verses 2, that he did many things and astonished them, that they all began to say, from whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is that which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of this person and that person? They had an impression of Jesus that was solidified in their life. They had him in a certain view. We also see when Jesus comes early in the scene of Simon's life, Simon is found mending nets and trying to get ready for the next day's trying to get ready for the next day's business now that particular day was no good i don't know if, if you're a, if you fish you can understand what i'm talking about there's sometimes you can throw everything in the tackle box there's sometimes you can just you know you begin to pray god send me the fish Just do whatever you can. You do everything you can, but then you get to a point where you just realize it ain't going to happen. I'm just going to pack it up and leave. I've been there. I've done those things. I don't know if you realize this. If you follow me on the gram or on Facebook and you see me. With a picture of fish. Uh, I I promise you it's not the same fish a different day. I, I, I promise there are times I catch more than one. And I'm excited about it. But there are moments where I call it a day. And that's exactly where Simon and his crew was. That's it. We're done. What we'll do from here on out. Early in the day. Is begin to mend and wash our nets. Begin to get ready for the next day. And then Jesus comes to him. The very first impression. Jesus gives to Simon. He says, Simon, sir, would you mind taking me out a little bit in the water. I have to teach a little bit. I have to talk to the crowd. I have to talk about some things. And he said, all right, I'll put these nets down. This is a teacher. This is a rabbi. This is a master. I'll go ahead and push out a little bit off, off the coast and let him speak. Jesus speaks and teaches and does his thing. And then finally, Jesus says to him, why don't you launch out a little bit? Why don't you get those nets out a little bit? Once you put them to use, Luke chapter 5 records it. He says to them that, you know, he entered into the ship and he did all those things and he thrusted them out. And verse 5 has Simon's response in, in that chapter. He says, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We've, I know what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a fisherman. You're a teacher. I've done this enough, but nevertheless, I'm not going to allow my impression to dictate my outcome. And I want us to understand that, that we all have first impressions. We all have this idea of what, what we understand. Many of you have a first impression of the church you walked in today. I mean, you have an idea of what you're perceiving, what you're getting, what you're taking in, I hope. I hope that you don't leave here with just that definition. And I hope that the first impression is a good one. I really do. Sometimes, and a lot of times, it's not. Sometimes first impressions will make a a, a defining moment that will change the course of forever. Some people that will just rub you the wrong way. A situation you may not like. Someone might not have waved at you, hugged your neck, said hello. And all of a sudden, you're mortal enemies. You walked up to a chair, ready to sit down, and you get an ugly look from someone next to you. You're like, oh boy, that's how it is here. I want us to understand that first impressions are real. And we find and we pick that up here in the book of Acts chapter 28. Paul and a group of survivors just somehow, by the skin of their teeth, were saved from the storm by grabbing a hold of floating debris from a shipwreck, and there they find themselves washed up on the shore of this island, Melita. Finally, the the, the end of the storm, this moment where they don't know if they're going to live or die, except for Paul, because... He declares it in the chapter before says hey you're all going to live don't worry it ain't going to look good but we're all going to live Paul and all the rest of his bunch are tired and worn out from the beating of the storm. And there is a group of people who are standing on the shoreline. The Bible calls them barbarians. Now, I know our mind immediately probably goes to people wearing fur and maybe uh, terrible dental plans and and all those types of things and maybe clubs in their hands. But really, a barbarian was something that the Greek people put on anybody who was uneducated so we have these group this this shore this tribe on the shore who's watching what's happening they're, they know that the storms out there they're witness to it they see them striving to survive the Bible even makes mention of it a little bit when they bring up the fact that we watched you we seen you out there in the storm and when we seen that your bodies begin to gather your tired worn out souls begin to gather on the shore we decided to make you as welcome as possible we We began to build this great fire. We began to build this moment, this place, this environment where you can feel the heat. You can feel recovery. You can feel strength. Anybody glad for the fire? Anybody love a good bonfire? uh, No one loves fire more than than Brother Ryan. I'll tell you that right now. I, I went to his house to pick up my daughters yesterday, and I just saw, like, burnt fire pits everywhere. Everywhere, I mean everywhere. I thought, my goodness, and poor neighbors thinks like there's some craziness going on over here. But there's something about warming yourself up by the fire. What a welcoming scene! What a wonderful thing that they had to come to through that storm. And here they they they, they see that Paul uh, begins to gather up some, some sticks. And and I man, am I grateful for a person who knows how to keep the fire? My God. We, me and Brother Ryan talk about this all the time when we go camping with the group. We're like, we realize that how many people don't understand how to camp. That people don't realize that this is, there's not a gas switch. That you have to get that wood and continue to throw it on the fire. That that is something you constantly do. That you have to bring tools to do that. You just don't show up in just a shirt and pants like Brother McComin does. And just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just weather it the way I am. You don't you don't bring like a, a frozen turkey either, like some people we know. Yes. Brother Stephen's not laughing. <laughs> what, what, what we see here is Paul gathering sticks. He loves the fire, he appreciates the warmth, but he's not gonna let it go out. And there he is this tiredness and weariness, gathering up some sticks, putting it on the fire. The Bible says as he's doing it, a viper comes out, snatches onto him, and all he does is shake it off into the fire. Now, in this moment... It's just another day for him. In this moment for Paul, it's like, okay, get off me. Uh, maybe there's a moment of, oh, goodness, a startling moment. The, we, all we know is that he shakes it off in the fire. But the people who are paying attention are the barbarians. The people that are, are, are watching are the onlookers. And what they're paying attention to is surely the impression that they're getting is this man is a murderer. Surely judgment has come all this way. Followed him through the storm, the Bible says. "How I don't even know how he made it through the storm. But now judgment is here. It's going to take his life. But there's no way he's not going to swell up. There's no way he's not going to pass out. There's no way his body's not going to give out on him. He will die because we know something about vipers around here the Bible says that as they watched they they continued to watch him as he was warming himself in the fire and nothing was changing you can see him continue to grab some some more sticks and and, and still build that fire and make sure it wasn't going out and Paul is still warming himself but the onlookers were watching the onlookers were just paying attention and they were realizing wait a second my impression on him is changing this person's not a murderer this person's not a liar. This person is not a thief or someone of ill repute, but this person is a God. It has to be. There's something special about this person. I got to know this person. Somebody different altogether. I want to talk a little bit about fire again. I want us to understand that this story Such a powerful story because it's a story that really uh, you read early. It's not so much a story, but a promise that we read early on. Mark chapter 16, Jesus will speak. We know this text, Mark 16, 16. Jesus will talk about a particular way of salvation. He says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. That's a powerful verse. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Praise God. But here's a powerful verse. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Jesus speaks of these promises, and Acts chapter 28, 1 through 10, is is the fruition of those passages. It's the moment that Paul puts to work the words of Jesus. Serpents have grabbed a hold. A viper has taken a hold of them by the fire. Now I want to talk about two types of fires. The first type of fire is one that many of us are familiar with. It's a tri- uh, It's a Fiery trial. It's tribulation. It's tough time. It's hurt. It's sorrow. It's struggle. Uh, Peter talks about this in his verse. He talks about it and makes this point here in First Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. You know, if you're feeling it right now, if you're feeling down and out, that's fire. That's the heat coming on. We, we We've experienced that. Literally, the three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3, they felt the fire. They walked into the fire. They were part of a fiery trial like never before. We know that story that they, they committed themselves to that fire. Now, that's the first fire, the fire of trials. Many of you are going through such trial. Many of you are going through such turmoil. Many of you came here with that flame burning hot and burning fervently, and and it's those things that you can't get away from. It's the problems in life that are trying you. Think it not strange, the Bible says. Don't be so bewildered by struggle and problem and persecution. Don't think it's strange that this world wants to take your beliefs away. Don't think it's strange that this government wants to chip away at your freedoms. Don't think it's strange. Understand fires are coming. Understand that's a fiery thing that we have to deal with. And there we see that type of fire. The second type of fire is my favorite type of fire. That's the Holy Ghost fire. It's that power, the fire of the Holy Ghost that we read about in Matthew 3 and 11. This is is a powerful statement. He says, I indeed, this is John the Baptist talking about, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. We go to the most probably prominent place in Scripture for us is Acts chapter 2, right? Verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, with one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I love that fire. I love that fire as it begins to heat up in the worship service. I I love that fire as Sister Bates knocks me over in her praise and her worship. I love that fire. She's getting a hold of it. I love the fire when it spreads, when, when it gets out and people get a hold of it. I love the fire. But I'm here to tell you this, that the viper always attacks in both fires. There's always going to be a viper that lashes out and tests character. Uh, and when I read this text, it's so easy to, to claim the viper as Satan. I said, Satan, just get me. <laughs> Satan, that snake. You know, we, we give the devil way too much credit. <laughs> you think the devil's omnipresent, he's not. The devil's only working on one individual right now. Now, the devil has the ability to persuade his, his other crew of, of dummies, right? And they're doing as much work as possible, but they're not omnipresent. Right. Right. One of the greatest lies that the devil's telling you, that he's everywhere at all times, that he's, he's doing things to you. But that's so, <laughs> let me tell you what, sometimes you're your own devil. Yes, right, yes. Right? Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. I'm just going to say this: the, the, when it comes to faithfulness to the house of God, it wasn't the devil stopping you; it was you stopping. Huh? Oh, that devil, he, he, you know, he's always on me. Oh, you, no, no, you're sleepy. Let's call it out. It is it's, I, I, I have a bed with some nice covers, and I'm like, man, I'm the devil. <laughs> we we give way too much authority to so what the bible's going to talk about we're going when we get to that place of, uh, of completion we're going to walk by that little thing right. we're going to be we're going we're going to feel so dumb we're going to realize, oh my Lord, this this thing was causing so much turmoil in my life and fear and, 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 and persuasion and all these things. And, and here I am giving so much credit to this thing. It's me. I, I have to realize that sometimes sometimes the viper is just problems. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just situation. Sometimes sometimes it's just July heat and, and, the, and your AC goes out. It's just the way it goes. Right. right. That, viper, oh, that devil, he's tested me. He shut down my AC. No, it's, it's, it's South Carolina. When are we ever going to realize? We live in South Carolina heat. We chose this. Now, it's, it's, now, think about this. Now, we're excited about it from September to May. We're all about it. But then we're like, what are we doing? From July, June, July, and August, what are we doing? It's not the devil, it's us. That's how it is in everything. I'm telling you right now, stop giving the devil credit. Because here's one thing that this viper does so good is that it tells the truth by the fire. It begins to, it begins to really show some character on the individual and Paul in that moment. Because when the viper came out, it does what the viper does. When problems come out and latch onto you in your life, it's going to do what it does. But your response is up to you. The response is it's, it's, it's within you. It's your character. It's who you are. It's who's in you. And in that moment, when all those barbarians saw had this impression that this man is dead, this man is gone, he's a goner, he's a sinner, he's a murderer, here comes judgment. Character said, "No, this man is a savior. This man is a healer. This man is this man has power within him." Yeah. And the only thing that produces that truth is problems. Good. Don't forsake problems in your life. Good. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say the truth here too. There's Some of you are only in church because of problems. My God, if it wasn't for the ditches in our life, I don't even know if if, if, if our reach would be uh, 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 considered worship. Because that's what we're doing when you're in a ditch. Help me up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how I've seen some people. This is how some, some people I've seen... <laughs> they're in a ditch and man are their arms raised real high help me lord and as god begins to pull them out of the ditch look at their arm begin to drop drop down oh level ground's coming level ground is coming here i am my arms are secured by my side and there's no worship there's no praise there's no reach to god there's no there's no trust and what happens what happens to people who do that they fall right back down in a ditch oh lord i'm, I'm grateful for the ditches in life I I'm grateful for a trial. I'm grateful for a problem. My God, if it wasn't for problems, where would I be? This this viper jumps out, grabs a hold of him, and in this moment, I love what he does. He just shakes it off. And let me just say this: there's two types of people. By every fire, there's observers and shakers. There's a people are just watching, and people are just getting with it. People are shaking some problems off their life because they're too close to the fire, and they realize that my strength and my liberty is right here. Here's something that we have to start asking ourselves right now Am I able to come through problems? Am I able to let these things attach onto me? Because I'm going to tell you this: Paul didn't sign up for it; it just happened. Okay, you can't schedule your problems. You can't schedule. You can't schedule accidents. You can't schedule the AC going down, and you have to spend close to ten grand to fix it. You Can't schedule that. You just. You can't do those things. You have to you have to understand that it's going to happen. It's going to come, but how am I going to respond? I, I do I die by the fire? Or do I just shake it off? And I trust that the Holy Ghost in me is giving me strength and power. That it don't matter what serpents I take up. That it won't hurt me. It won't kill me. It won't do nothing to me. It becomes, it becomes my witness and my power. It, look at what ha- we read about it in that text. After they, they realize this man is not a murderer. He's a god. How many people can look at you and say that you have God visible through your life via your problems? Mm -hmm. Here's how you answer it. How many are coming to you with their needs? If you have no one coming to you with their needs, they don't see the God inside you. Plain and simple. If you don't have people coming to you saying, I need help, or, oh, God, my struggle. or And sometimes we misunderstand it. That's just complaining, complaining. But little do they realize that that's how you are with God sometimes. We complain, we complain. God knows that I I do it. Oh, Lord, when are you going to do this? Oh, Lord, oh, oh brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so. Man, oh, God, oh, Lord, I do it. This pastor complains to God a lot. And I'm hit with this truth that sometimes complaining gets a little annoying, doesn't it? There are times that I, I set aside certain prayer times, certain days of the week where all I do is give thanks to God. Amen. I don't ask Him for anything. I don't complain about anything. I just say, God, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you that I have a place to repent. Thank you, Lord, for that, that you've given me this avenue that I can find you. Thank you for the waters. Thank you for the wonder. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you for your might. Thank you for your fatherhood. Thank you for the peace. I, I begin to thank Him for the light. I thank Him for the strength. I thank Him for the bread. I thank Him for the oil. I thank Him for the, oh man, I thank Him, I thank Him, I, thank them because there's time where I complain, I complain, I complain, and he's like, well, I'm just tired of it. He, he's given me that truth, and it's a truth that we all do to each other. And I wa- I'm warning you, there are people in our lives that are complaining to you, but they're complaining to you because they see the God in you. Right, amen. And, and get this, if the God's in you, you got to do something about it. Right. The God in you cannot stay dormant. The God in you can't just come to church on Sunday, sit here, and just get up and leave and just experience God only here Amen. next Sunday. Amen. The, God you's yes. the God in you has got to operate on Monday. The God in you up. Oh, God in you needs to operate at your workplace. The next time someone complains to you and says, "I've got problems and I got a struggle and I had a breakdown this weekend and I had oh I had, I got sick this weekend," what a time for the God in you to say, "Let's pray about it." Yeah. Let's. I, silver and gold have I none, right? Such as I have, give I thee, right? Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, speak out the God in you. I love, I love the story in that chapter. Publius, a, a very well-known, prominent leader in that group comes and realizes there's something different about that man. There's a God about him he brings his father to him my father is dying my father is sick he's, he's, he's continually sick and oh I've seen I, we all witnessed you we all witnessed you when problems came your way you didn't falter you didn't fall but you stayed there and you shook off problems I've never seen it before I've never seen anyone counteract the viper like you did Help my need, help my circumstance and my situation. And he goes into that room, and the Bible says he lays hands on him and he recovers. It's Mark 16:18. He's living the words of Jesus right then and there. And all of a sudden, everyone with diseases starts coming out of the woodwork. Here comes the needs because of the God inside of Paul. <sighs> When are we going to start living the words of Jesus? Amen. Right. When are we going to? When are we going to allow the truth to show itself by the fire? Amen. I'm going to ask us to stand. All right. Man, God gave me a truth about something. There's people who I spend valuable time to. Trying to help through their need, and God showed me this when when the viper reaches out and touches them and they 're unable to shake it off. Some of them they're not they 're not here today because the viper got the best of them. The problem got the best of them, but I begin to realize. the good thing about problems is that there's another one right around it which tells me that there's a truth coming down the road again That truth's gonna the opportunity to unveil truth is there what does that mean for me maybe initially the problem took me out but here I am at another fire here I am in another place where I stoke the fire. And when I have a, I have a ability to allow truth to say something else. The impression I can give can say something different. But here's, here's what you have to do. You've got to choose not to be an onlooker. You've got to be a shaker. You've got to be a fire builder and a shaker. You've got to be with, to come there and say, whatever, whatever, God, oh, I'm speaking to some problems right now. Oh, it don't matter oh you're on me it's okay i'm shaking it off oh oh disease ah no i'm shaking it off oh oh bills oh bills are coming my way it's okay uh-uh. i'm near the fires of the holy ghost it's, i'm gonna shake it off I'm, oh i've got fear on me oh no depressions on me come on shake it off I hope I'm speaking to some shakers today. Shake off those heaviness. Shake off that heavy bag. Lift up those holy hands, as the song will sing. We have to get to a place where we discard our problems, the vipers in our life, and allow God to shine through. Mm. Holy Ghost, help me today. I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna do something. I'll let. The words of Jesus live through me. I'm going to choose that. Anybody with a need, I want to ask you to come. If you have a real need, it could be physical, financial, it could be whatever. I want to ask you to come up to the altar. We're going to lay hands on some people. I am want to let the God in me be God. I going to let the ministry come and help me. Let God be God. Whereas you people who are filled with the Holy Ghost, let God be God. Put your hands on somebody, begin to pray with someone. Trust that, oh Lord, right now. Hallelujah. The, the faith, the strength you've given me. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. We're going to let God be God in us. Come on. Hallelujah. Live the words of Jesus right now. You will lay hands on people and they will recover. Hallelujah hallelujah come on start praying with faith start realizing it's not your fruition it's not your doing but it's God through you hallelujah come on pray with somebody touch somebody right now if you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit aphesischurch.com Thank you for being a part